Hello, and welcome back to the No Score Review Show. I'm your host, Nick Green, and joining me once again is Michael Bentley. Welcome back, Michael. Hi. Today, we are reviewing Volume 2 of Star Wars Visions, the uh, new animated anthology series on Disney+. Plus. Um, we are going to do spoiler-free thoughts for the little first little bit of this review. Uh, we'll make an explicit spoiler warning for actual like plot details of each episode and whatnot uh, before we get into it. Uh, but for now, we'll just go with our general thoughts of Volume 2 and our expectations going in. So, Michael, what are your thoughts on Volume 2? I think it is overall better than Volume 1. With mm-hmm. with some key exceptions, I, I did miss, like, from Volume 1, there was the, f- the first opener, the one with the Wandering Samurai who collected the Sith Crystals. Mm-hmm. Um and wrongly told the people of that village, oh, this is like a good luck charm. Like, no. <laughs> it's very, <laughs> no. it's like the opposite. It's a bad omen. Uh, yeah, no, you're, you're going to hear a lot of whispering at night, which is not generally good luck. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, that one was really good. And the one with the master and the apprentice going after the little feeble old man. The, the, those two, like, if it, I missed those two or like their equivalents of what would have been in this season. But I think overall, season two really improved on the concept of this animated anthology in that it went more love death and robots mm-hmm. direction where it wasn't just like what if star wars was an anime it was like what if like a bunch of different forms of animation yeah um so now i i feel overall uh like there's there's less of a concrete like through line mm-hmm. for for volume two in terms of like cons- conceptually uh, where season one seemed to be like, what if we gave this to a bunch of Japanese animation studios and told them, do what you want, then send it back over to us? Yeah. This this felt more like, this felt like more any animation, any version of what you want to do. Yeah. Send it back to us. Like, obviously, they'd be a bit weird if like you send this over to Genie Tartography and he was like, what if we did like clip art? You know, well, clip art animation. At this point, though, I'll watch anything Tarnikovsky, so (laughs) go for it, honestly. Have you seen the Unicorn show yet? Uh, No, actually, I have not. Uh, What what Unicorn show? What are you talking about? I haven't Uh, even heard of it. It's the new Guinea Tarnikovsky show on uh, Adult Swim. The Unicorn show? I know he did Primal. Is he doing another thing too? Yeah, he's doing a new one. It's about it's a, you're in it's in the space and it's in the future in the space in the space. space. You've it's heard of the space. space. In the, it's in in space in the future and it's like it looks like a team of like four people fighting crime and it's like it's a super long long title like something something unicorn. Oh, um, okay. I'll have to check that out. Um. Yeah, I uh, I completely agree. I still really enjoyed volume one but i am definitely not like uh usually interested in anime so like definitely some of the episodes were didn't grab me as much uh i had a few standouts like you um but like the uh like for example like lop and ocho uh and like the twins when it got like hardcore like stylized anime uh that's kind of where it lost me a little bit 
Uh, mm-hmm. I still definitely appreciated those episodes for what the, what they were and how they were just such a uh, like they divorced themselves a lot from just like within the confines of the usual Star Wars uh, like rules and like lore and type stuff. They they like uh, mm-hmm. Disney and Lucasfilm seem to have gone completely hands off and be like just just do what you do best, um, but use Star Wars as your like loose framework which i really appreciated um but just in terms of like personal preferences going into volume two i was way more excited for because of that direction of going more uh aligned to like love death and robots like you said um for me for me the the twins which was like the the gut lightsabers cutting like starships in half and all yeah. that but <laughs> yeah i was so not ridiculous. i was not surprised because studio trigger that that's their wheelhouse their their wheelhouse generally studio trigger will have like have you start off with like more mundane stories that can like build to that but they had 20 minutes right so, but like i wasn't surprised when that came out um, yeah I would honestly say, though, with everything taken into account, probably my favorite my favorite uh, episode from season one was The Village Bride because right, of yeah. music, music by Kevin Penkin, who's mm-hmm. really big. He's, he's an Australian um, composer who works in anime. And I oh, think wow. like, yeah, I, I know that there was an episode this season, this volume, mm-hmm. um, the last one that also dealt with the music. But I feel like the Village Bride really took that to a different level. It was an incredibly beautiful score. Are you uh, um, referring to Ao's song? Uh, yeah, that would be the one from this season where it was a lot more music based, which also yeah. still very beautiful. But yeah, I um, loved that I, episode. That was great. But like, I like the Village Bride because of how quiet and like orchestral it was. Mm-hmm. Um, which sounds like sounds like an oxymoron to be both quiet and orchestral. Like they made really good, <laughs> they made really good use of stuff. Like I liked how they're singing, like brought like parts of the land back to life. Mm-hmm. Very beautiful. Totally. Um, I, I guess to quickly just quickly get this out of the way, I like to give thoughts on um, on like the previous season. Like just going through this, the duel was great. Mm-hmm. Except for the ending where he lied and said the red kyber crystals are like, that was all a good luck try. Like, why are you fucking with them? They have no money. Um, I did not enjoy Tatooine Rhapsody. I did not enjoy it at all. That was another one where it was like, I appreciated the the large departure from what were usually served um, in the Star Wars realm. Uh, but yeah, like personal preference wise, it was definitely like it. It's okay. I it's not something I'm gonna probably ever revisit un, until I do like because I I do want to do a full on review for Volume One eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, one of uh, I think my three standouts were two of them are the same as you, Michael. Uh, the duel and I think the Elder is what the episode is called of the yeah. Master and Apprentice. Uh, um, yeah, it's the elder. And then the ninth Jedi was my absolute favorite. That one was so cool. I loved what they did with mm-hmm. the like they bent the rules and lore a little bit of like how lightsabers work and everything. But I still really yeah. loved the rule set they established, where like depending on the the force user that's holding it, it uh, changes color. Well, I also <laughs> like the fact. I also like for the ninth Jedi, they they set it up where they had this motherfucker designed to look like the Sithiest Sith of all time. <laughs> yeah, I love then, that twist too. Spoilers, like, I guess. <laughs> and then like it's and then it turns out the actual leader of the Sith band is Mister Human Guy. Mr. Yeah. 
protagonist McGee. He's yeah. like, oh, he was the bad guy all along. Yeah, it completely flipped it on its head. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Plus, it just also had a lot of really good, like, uh, Star Wars roots, like, uh, spectacle. Like, that chase sequence was fantastic as well. It had a really fun, cute droid uh, dynamic as well with our main character of the, the little girl. I guess, um, like, I guess the thing with Volume 1 is Volume 1 seemed way more cinematic. It seemed more like a proof of concept almost, where it was my the vibe I got from Volume 1 was this is like eastern animation studios attempt to show commission us for the star wars inevitable star wars animated series Mm -hmm. whereas this one felt more experimental this one felt way way less like as proof of concept and way more like we'll give you the rights and see what you can do with this Mm -hmm. which was still the theme for volume one but like because of like sticking to that one wheelhouse of only Japanese animation, it was, it felt a lot more almost like, like a demo, basically. Like this is our, well, and bigger in scope, I think too. Oh yeah. Like, I think looking back on volume two, a lot of the stories felt very small. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like I can't really think of maybe like something like the spy dancer played into uh, a larger story of kind of like the empire Mm -hmm. rule, but like it was still, very focused on the like mother son uh relationship i feel i feel like journey to the dark head was the biggest one in scope yeah i think so it had the it had like going across planets and all about like different um i'm trying to think of the word here like different factions and they talk more about the war yeah all that stuff i agree Um, and but i mean even then with that episode mm -hmm. it still was focused on those two characters mostly right uh, and their like struggle mm-hmm. with their part they play in that whole uh, story, which um, which makes me surprised. But I kind of get what's happening is that we, we have yet to find a Star Wars episode in Star Wars Visions without like a focus on a Jedi or Force user. Um, which, we have yet to. Me, yeah, yeah. There's there's always been a Jedi or a Force user inside of. I guess the spy dancer. One caveat is the spy dancer. I'm pretty sure did not have a lightsaber pop up, but everywhere else it's been like that. I'm just like I'm now kind of surprised that there's no um, th- there hasn't been an episode yet that focuses on like a a space battle. You know, you'd think right. there'd be that, and the yeah. twins doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but like X wings and and uh, tie fighters and, and like I imagine it's right. also harder in a sense with the um short film uh constraint i guess if you will to really be able to get into that to that scale probably um and that's what lends this uh medium of this like short film anthology to the smaller stories right Mm -hmm. um Getting a little bit more on track uh, yeah. for general thoughts on volume two, because we have been kind of delving into a little bit yeah. specifics of episodes. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. I loved the wide variety. Like it was, it was, I mean, obvious. well, you can't really compare it to volume one because it was literally mm-hmm. just like uh, anime the, that first time around. So I really appreciated the, uh the global 
uh, involvement because you really have studios from all over, like your South Africa, Jap uh, Japanese studios, um, Irish, uh, Spanish. What else do we have? South Korean, French, Indian. Like it, it truly goes all over mm -hmm. the world. There, there really doesn't seem to be anyone left out. And there's just a lot of quality in each of the episodes. I found it was way more consistent this time around. Um, and that might also just play into my preferences of not being as into anime mm -hmm. with volume one. Um, but I think it met my expectations overall. And I am really intrigued to see where they go going forward with this. I saw a um, really cool idea for uh, the direction they could go with this kind of series going forward. We can get back into that uh, more later on in this review. Um, but yeah, anything else you wanted to touch on before we truly get into the nitty gritty, Michael? Well, you know that they're going to do a space battle eventually. And you know that what they're going to do is they're going to call it the pilot. They're, no. they're going to call it. Oh, please. No. I want that. Going, I want that so bad. It's going to be called the pilot because we're going to focus on a single pilot. Yeah. And you know what they're going to call it. Like, there's, there's no way. They already did a, like, I am your father pun with mm -hmm. uh, one of the episode names. So. Yeah. That I actually, oh, you know what? We'll save it for the nitty gritty. Yeah. Um, cool. Okay. Yeah. This will be our official spoiler warning for volume two. So if you don't want to know any like specific details of any of the episodes going in, uh, then pause the video now. Go check out uh, Star Wars Visions volume two. If you are a uh, Star Wars fan who's been kind of fatigued on like the sameness of the live action stuff, then I really recommend. Uh, these these anthologies because it really reinvigorates the Star Wars universe with fresh new ideas and perspectives. Um, and then if you're also just a sucker for animation like me and Michael are, then absolutely check this out, especially with volume two because you get such a wide ver variety of uh, animation styles. Mm -hmm. So yeah, uh, spoilers from here on out uh, for Star Wars Visions volume two. All right. Uh, where do you want to start with this, Michael? Um, Let's. Uh, I, I would. I would say. Do we just want to run through episode by episode then? I guess. Uh, we could. Yeah. Um. I mean, maybe. Maybe let's start with the. Let's let's do standouts. Like what? Like what was your mm -hmm. maybe least favorite and most favorite episode of the bunch? There were nine episodes in total, for this volume. Um, I think it, like I said, uh, just before, uh, the spoiler warning, it was way more consistent across the board for me. Mm -hmm. So it, in, in turn, it was very difficult for me to pick a favorite, at least mm -hmm. I think, um, I am your mother was the weakest, but I still like enjoyed it for what it was. It was it was very different from all of the other episodes because it was it was way more like comedic and like it was uh, like kind of riffing on Star Wars a lot of the time mm -hmm. rather than kind of embracing and not like in a bad way, um, not embracing the like universe and like trying to tell like an authentic mm -hmm. story. It was like very, very much an Ardman style of like the light fun uh really small like story it was just like a family race which was really hilarious 
I got more into it because I, at the beginning, I thought what was going to happen was um, it was going to be the story of, and then the mom didn't want her to race, but she came around to it. Me too, were, yeah. Which I, I was not really game for. And I was like, I've seen this a million times. But I was happy to find, no, it's kind of, it's kind of like the reverse. The, right. like they both want to race, but they're just not on the same page as people. Yeah, yeah. She's and just embarrassed by her mom. <laughs> yeah. So like, I, I enjoyed that. But it's like, I'm, I was, they did a really good job on the animation. I I don't know if it's the same studio, but I want to say it's the Wallace and Gromit people. It is. Now. You are correct. Okay. Yeah. Wallace and Gromit um, and Chicken Run. And it's like, you can see how far they've come. Because yeah. the Wallace and Gromit and Chicken Run were not bad claymation, but you can see like just like how many poor interns had to make like miniature like <laughs> toasters and right. like freaking like lug nuggets just sculpt to, like, all the like various in between uh like positions of uh like Wallace's face. <laughs> Carve out the varicose veins on the evil mother. <laughs> yeah, all all that shit. And then, like Wedge Antilles. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wanted I wanted more jokes with that, where he's like you know kind of like the like the fucking forgotten guy, where he's just like I wanted a more pompous Wedge Antilles. Yeah, Wedge um, Wedge Antilles pushing a merch line <laughs> was yeah. not something on my bingo card. Honestly, I was just uh, blown away by being able to live in a world where we ended up getting some sort of Ardman animated Star Wars thing. Cause I wouldn't have like guessed that would happen in a million years. So uh, no, it was, it, it was a fun time, but it definitely wasn't like what I was going in for. Um, yeah. I do have some standouts and I guess like a fight between the two of my favorites would either be, the Pit or Screecher's Reach? Really, the the Pit is a surprise for me. I think that was probably one of the ones on the on the lower end for me. If I really? were to like rank them, um, but Screecher's Reach might be my it might be in my top three, if not runner up. I really liked that episode. That was really good. Well, I loved the horror elements they well, they introduced. What I, what I liked about it was that it wasn't obvious it was going to be horror from the top. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's some it seemed more like it was going to be like sort of just a coming of age like friend story. I expected it to be like they go out and like the two younger kids get in trouble and the two big kids save them, mm-hmm. and that like when they go into the cave, it's just like you know a forest ghost and it doesn't actually hurt them, and then like you know. They go like they would. It would end with the four of them riding off into the sunset with like a new perspective and shit. And just yeah, like, yeah. Oh, we can we can face anything now. Now that we face the dark side, but it was I, like I thought it was going to be way more like Goonies esque. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, the Goonies does have a man's body falling out of a freezer. So let's be <laughs> fair here. It was Goonies esque. It was. Yes, yeah, that's true. But um, it, it just it just came together so well. Like the, like the medallion, I was like, okay, so that's like a picture of like, or that's like a memento of her mom or something. Mm-hmm. And then she, and then it's like it's a little, the little red glow. It's like you did well. Like ah oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Uh, yeah, um, that was the, really well done. I loved the like design of the like Sith demon. <laughs> that like the the sith user or the force user yeah it was just like an old lady i thought like that's got to be just like the effect of the like the cave or the you know how every planet just has a dark dark side cave no light yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. we always just got the dark side cave yeah um i thought it was going to be that but like just like the sound design 
of her scream and like the way it like constantly echoes throughout it. Yeah. Um, no, it was just, it was a really great story and I love, I love the twist at the end. I was like, okay, yeah, I did not, I did not see this coming. And I think it works really well because mm-hmm. it was episode two because, right. because, because it's placed second in the slot. Usually you'd assume that like, if anyone's popping into visions, because they're promoting, oh, it's May the 4th, I'm mm-hmm. Jerry McGee, I don't really care about Star Wars, but they're promoting Visions, let's see what Volume 2 is about. You'd assume that for those kinds of people, they'd pop that into the back end, where like the more it's more dedicated people would be doing it. But, oh, Episode 2, here's a Gandhi Tartosky-esque, like, Irish animated, is it Irish? It Irish? is Irish, yep. Yeah, like Irish animated team, with a fucking like old lady horror story. Yeah. I really, I, I really enjoy that because there isn't a ton of Irish mainstream animation, but I always enjoy it because it always has this very, very noticeable feel to it. But like, I love the, like they do a very specific kind of gritty and like heavy atmosphere that like the, the rain and the dark greens provide. Yeah. That I really enjoyed. It was, that, that's why it's one of my standouts. The mm-hmm. pit, uh, sorry. You do you want to have more to say? No, no. Yeah, let's go over. Let's go over the pit. The pit. I'm really surprised it's on your lower end. It was. It was for me a very enjoyable. Okay, maybe enjoyable is the wrong word. Given. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving what I'm seeing on screen right now of all I these slaves it. being I forced when they threw them down. Like, yeah. So they use the pit. <laughs> yeah, I. I I want to like kind of revoke that a little bit because while it might be on my lower end as a whole episode might be one of my standout moments in an episode. Mm-hmm. And that's the moment when they like actually just full on like chuck them back into the pit. I was like, damn, they, yeah. they went there. That's dark, man. No, I, I enjoyed it because it was, it it was so simple. Mm-hmm. I I almost wish there was less dialogue, which um, is saying something already. Because like, well, maybe maybe more so in the first half of that episode, it's like almost no dialogue at all, except for like the stormtroopers. Like, I think I, I the chant that they had was just follow the light mm-hmm. that I enjoyed, but I had like I wish that like instead of like giving like a whole spiel about oh there's always light inside of people. I wish like he like he just told her like always follow the light and that was the one thing he like told her mm-hmm. and had to give more importance to it. Like I, I feel like it would it would have been a story that benefited from less dialogue, but otherwise, I really enjoyed how dark they went with it because the problem that you encounter with the Empire and if you've played any part of Jedi Survivor, you you'll know this is like if you run across any stormtrooper, they'll be talking, oh, it's so damp in here, and I want to go home. <laughs> oh, jeez, I hate being stationed it's like here. water cooler so talk funny. anytime you encounter yeah. stormtroopers. And, like, that's 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 the vibe you get there. And you're kind of like, how did they take over the galaxy? But then, yeah. you, but then you come over to the pit, and, like, all the commander says is, dig here. Mm-hmm. And then they just fucking dig and dig and dig. And just, like, how fucking dark they went with it. Like, okay, cool, we have all the stuff we need turns off lights leaves yeah that's it yeah Which literally just I leaves them logistically there was a bit of an error with that i felt because they showed earlier on there was like a pathway that like circled around it i don't yeah. like earlier on when the 
when the pit wasn't as deep, mm-hmm. I think they were like carving paths, but then I guess they just went to straight up like shuttling people down. Which the doesn't make they sense, went. really. Yeah, I so. feel like that's like a caught or maybe, I don't know, <laughs> getting into the logistics of slave You're mining. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 feel, I feel it's important to mention just because it is like a main aspect of it. And I feel like maybe, maybe it's a bit of an in, oversight, maybe in terms like of sticking plot to hole. like every time that they should have just been lowering people in via ship would have been better because that that was one of the thing I questioned when they left them was like, but, but, you, they, there but was. then they also had their camp set up at the bottom too right so it's not like they really needed to yeah. leave they only well, ever they needed to leave well they did oh. need to leave yes oh yeah <laughs> I just what you mean. yeah they, <laughs> they didn't need to bring them back up for any reason so they just made them like just set up N- your Nick's, camp here Nick's like why would you want to leave you have a camp down there <laughs> yeah what you you got everything about? you could possibly need why are you bothering the people of the city you have yeah. a camp yeah um, I uh, no, I would have liked a little bit more um, just as like a kind of a nitpick th- thing. I would have liked a little bit more development of the guy going to the city and trying to convince people rather than just that mm-hmm. that one like uh, soapbox moment of like, listen to me, there's people that need your help. Um, I would have liked to have spent a little bit more time there, mm-hmm. uh, but just the, with the nature of the short. I yeah, th- that's the thing is like it's a short like if yeah. it was if they could have gone 45 minutes with it they would have gone probably more in depth with that yeah but also I, I'm happier it's locked down because then we probably would have gotten more dialogue and like that's more, true yeah like this this sounds stupid to say but more character development as a negative which like I don't think it needs that I think I think it works very well as a concept piece I wouldn't want to see the pit colon the movie dash well, the game and this yeah. kind of like plays into my least favorite part of that episode is that little tack on the end of the girl having like hinting at force powers. Yeah. And I think this this also might just play into the larger thing I noticed. It's not a huge problem, but it's just an observation I made because I like basically binge this uh, mm-hmm. series over the weekend uh, that it came out. Um, and binging might not be the best model for it because you really start to see a pattern yeah. uh, throughout the episodes of like uh, uh, overbearing antagonistic forces uh, in some kind in a lot of the episodes. And then there's a uh, like the start of the hero's journey type thing where like uh, a young person will discover they have force powers or they're trying to conceal that they have force powers and then they encounter like a a jedi or something a more seasoned force user and they bring them with them to learn the ways of the force it's just a noticeable pattern a lot throughout the uh the throughout the series um and especially noticing that towards the back end of the series which i think the pit is like the third or second last episode um Um, so uh yes uh, second last okay yeah which uh, it's very funny to go from the pit to our song it's yeah very... <laughs> complete opposite tone shift okay kids did you enjoy the pit okay time for your show for bright happy <laughs> uh needle knitted cute characters but it was like it is genuinely such a shocker moment like having the dark swallow him as he falls. oh yeah yeah that and was... also 
it sounds so fucked up to say, but that that commander looks so swish. He looks so swish with the fucking cape and the orange. He, yeah, his design looked really cool and badass. Like, do you think, but like, like none, none of the other commanders have capes. So, like, do you think he only wears that when like he's in command? Like, if like an <laughs> like if like a purge trooper inquisitor or like a commander. He's just a dark, like, a dark or a Darth Vader fanboy. Like, like if someone of higher rank is coming over, does it take the cloak off? The yeah. Pelvin, the pelvin. Like that was outside of uniform. The pelvin. Yeah. Um, no, it was, he looks so fucking swish. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to see people cosplay that. Cause that's, it, it's such a simple addition, but like, it just adds so much like regalty to it. Capes, capes make characters more badass. But it was also like a really fun kind of symbolic moment where mm-hmm. it's been like, um, it's like, I've been hearing this phrase every now and again, where it's like, like the only way fascism exists is if people agrees it exists. Mm-hmm. So I like that it didn't turn into, and it was given the nature of the pit, it was a good chance it was going to turn into a mass slaughter of the citizenry. Just, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm glad that the guy that they kind of symbolized that with, well, they're not going to listen to us. So I guess we lose. So yeah. Bye. Well, oh yeah, with the uh, the citizens from the city, yeah, yeah, I completely thought they would have just like opened fire on them. Shut them in. Yeah, um, we're getting real use out of this pit. Yeah, we are. We're going deep with it. Ah, ah. Um, yeah, I, um, I wasn't a huge fan of that little tack on the end with like the force user like twist, I guess, if you will. Um, um, but otherwise, yeah, still a decent episode. Still among my lower ranked uh, as, as an episode overall. Um, I feel like I feel like for a high ranked, I feel like between the two of us, we'd probably put the spy dance from second or third place. Am I right in that? I you are correct. I actually really, I think I uh, just appreciated Spy Dancer over um, Screecher's Reach a little bit more, just because. I don't know if it was because it's kind of loosely off the tails of Andor, which I loved. Um, it, it definitely had that similar tone throughout uh, the the episode. Um, but just overall, it was it was such a standout because it was kind of the outlier. It was the only one without a force user, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um so that was a really nice like uh refresher um it was beautifully animated that was the uh tartakovsky studio the the studio that did like uh primal and uh uh what was the other one uh that's interesting because because i understand why they did it why they didn't have as harsh lining because mm-hmm. when you're when you're using fabric and then you tell the animators, I want harsh lining on that. It's basically a fuck you. Yeah, right. The world's biggest, like, I want bold lining on that cloth. <laughs> Can they play it? Uh, make um, your spirit. No. The, uh, other, the other thing that studio did was also uh, Love, Death, and Robots episode. So there is mm-hmm. a bit of crossover with those two uh, anthologies. They, they did uh, Sucker of Souls, which I think was in the first volume of love death and robots i don't remember um i don't remember like love death and robots compared to visions kind of blurs together after three (laughs) volumes which is it that sounds almost a little ironic because you would think a star wars anthology would blend together way more with the synergy of lightsabers and force and space battles and stuff well i think it's more so because love death and robots even even though 
clearly like seasons two and three of Love, Death, and Robots were actually one season. Like mm-hmm. Love, Death, and Robots has like 32 episodes now. Right. Like, Visions has like 16 or 12. Yeah. Um, That's fair. No, it's, um, um, I, yeah. I enjoyed the Spy Dancer a lot. Me too. Um, the voice acting on the Stormtroopers could have been a little bit better. That's the, the one time. They uh, felt way more in line with uh, Jedi Survivor Stormtroopers. Oh no, I just meant I just meant quality of voice acting. I'm sorry oh, okay. to those voice act like literally the opening, like the young the young stormtrooper and the bigger stormtrooper mm-hmm. putting on his helmet. To be clear, this is not like how fatty is. <laughs> A bigger stormtrooper, Paul Blart, stormtrooper cop. <laughs> um, no, that like just like the voice acting there could have been a little bit better. Uh, I enjoyed the voice acting of the world's most French engineer. <laughs> we must hurry. It will work this time. I, I enjoyed the ship design also. I enjoyed that it was yeah. like a bunch of like TIE fighters and an Imperial yeah. shuttle like glued together. Yeah, yeah. Um, it took me a minute when that ship popped up. I'm like, that's a weird looking Imperial ship. I'm like, oh no, it's the cobbled together rebel ship. Um, I enjoyed that. Um, I... Th- I, I almost feel like it would have worked better if the young dancer was the daughter of the spy dancer. Well, that's what I thought initially. Because then the you would have... Because then you would have... The two of them both have stakes to not kill the Imperial general guy. Um, because then like they have, they have more of a relation. Mm-hmm. Um but no, like otherwise, it's really good and a really good showcase of cloth animation. I also enjoy the old lady on the drum kit who <laughs> saw everyone leaving, just like I'm gonna say, like this can't be good. Can't <laughs> feel. <laughs> yeah, I uh, um, I really liked the the more adult tone as well. That uh, imperial, uh, what is it, security droid? The like K two model uh, was like fucking shit up it like completely ripped apart that one uh, droid and was just like mm. uh well that's that's gandy tardovsky busy pulling from a samurai jack days yeah of, if it's a robot you can do whatever you want yeah you can absolutely rip the shit out of them yeah um yeah that was definitely a standout my other two i think would probably be uh the first episode, Sith, I think that was a mm-hmm. fantastic uh, launching point. Um, the The animation style in that one was gorgeous. I loved the use of color throughout that episode. Uh, it had a lot of like signature Star Wars like set pieces. It had a, a fun uh, like chase sequence. The vehicle design was really cool. Uh, and I love I love the big circle bike. Um, it took yeah, yeah. a little bit to get to get into the style because mm-hmm. there and this is nitpicking but there is one specific shot where she's walking through her place and like, it's the just light, white <laughs> well it's, it's more so on her model when she walks oh. and like there's a zoom in on her model and like the there's reflection and you can tell at that specific moment that like okay that's like that's almost like an unreal engine looking like person's face, like actual skin texture mm-hmm. with like animation nodes plastered to it. Um, that was my experience. I don't know why they used that close up shot specifically. You, mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed it. Doesn't seem like it, but that I was don't just think like so. One thing. It, it took me out of it for a second where I didn't enjoy the concept of, of a person walking around with like animation nodes <laughs> stuck to their face. 
right. you have brush strokes like glued to their forehead. Yeah. Um, but no, I enjoyed that. I, I enjoyed it. I liked the the droid wasn't just a little helper that when the one guy grabbed it, it was like, I have a cannon for a chest. <laughs> His head's yeah. gone. Um, I guess like I enjoy like I don't I don't think I don't think for animation to be adult it needs to be more violent, but mm-hmm. I enjoy that they went there and that it created more of a gap between episodes. Because mm-hmm. um, that's one of the things that I did not enjoy in the Bad Batch which felt very incongruent with the rest of the series was um, that the Bad Batch, at least in the last season, would constantly be setting their blasters to stun. Right. Which, like, we are... Like, this is, like, a special ops black water team. <laughs> right. Like, if it, like if it's for other clones, I get it. They don't sure. want to hurt their brothers. Fine. But they use it on stormtroopers. I'm like, you would fucking yeah. not. And Imperial fucking officers and... <laughs> Yeah, we we can only stun them. It's like at the end of the series, and they start using blaster bolts, which is fine, great. It, but the, like, I, but like this as a comparison, I like that here they're going for it. They're not limiting it to just like maybe maybe Pamby. We don't hurt each other for realsies. We're just play fighting. It's like, no, mm-hmm. people die. People get their heads shot off by fucking hidden droidicas. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I really enjoyed. Uh, the design of both of the characters and I loved the like framework of the story. It worked really well as like kind of like a abuser abusee relationship, like a really toxic relationship. The like Sith uh, master and apprentice framework was like a beautiful uh, like comparison. I like that. I like their use of the color orbs. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was that one transition where it went from like her painting to the coffee droplet, or oh, whatever right, the Star Wars yeah. version of coffee is. Coffee. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. This is a small, small deviation. I went. Th- I was going through the Galactic Star Cruiser. You know about that? Uh, the Disney, the failed six thousand dollar Disneyland trip. Yeah, yeah. I don't think uh, it's failed yet. I think it's still like in business. Well, they, they, they. You can't go anymore. They've, uh, they've. Turned it oh, off for a bit, is because, really? because it cost six thousand dollars, so they didn't get a lot of. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, but like a friend and I get last night, we're going through like images and itinerary, and they had rebranded the soda machine for for Star Wars drinks. Do you want to guess what Coca Cola in Star Wars is called? Oh god, aesthetic. Oh no, I don't know. Conk conk. Kong Kong, <laughs> get me a nice fresh glass of Kong Kong. <laughs> Can I top up your Kong Kong, sir? Mmm. <laughs> cool off with a nice refreshing glass of Kong Kong. <laughs> oh no, it's uh. But no, I liked. I liked the the. It was a really cool transition going from her painting to um, to that. I didn't though, honestly, quite enjoy the pacing. We spent. I understand that we have to get to know our character in the beginning, mm-hmm. but we kind of didn't get to know her a lot for like the length of time we were with her. Besides, like I want to paint, painting not going well. Yeah, I just like I wanted more. Like I, I felt like there was a good chance you could have used that as a moment to like, I don't know, like she could have had so like hollow vids busy playing, or like a picture somewhere maybe even off frame, like she tucked away somewhere like her and the other three Sith when they're maybe like younger and like maybe they could have had blue and green lightsabers and like, mm-hmm. oh, so she's fallen, but return. Like, 
give me more about her beyond like i'm a sith but i don't jazz with that anymore i just want to paint dog like i'm not I felt like more could have been done with that, which is why it's not high, higher for me. If it was five minutes shorter and we went from like the painting to the fight way quicker, or we spent more of that establishing time establishing her as a mm-hmm. character, it would have been higher up for me. Yeah. the I can see uh, the urgency doesn't get uh, established maybe as soon as it could have been. Um, I still really enjoyed uh, just the overall framing of that episode and how it was paced. I think it worked for me overall. Um, and large part of it might also just have been the, like the, I was just uh, enthralled with the animation style up, up until mm-hmm. like we actually started getting going with like her relationship with her old master and the two, I don't know if they were Sith users they or if would've... they were just bounty hunters. They would have either been... They had lightsabers, right? I'm, I'm kind of blanking on that. If they didn't have, uh, I don't think so. I know they had jetpacks. I remember that I'm much. pretty sure, at least according to the article here in Wikipedia, which is always trustworthy. Um, mm-hmm. yep. If this is High Republic days, that probably means that they are Sith acolytes, which mm, comes okay. in two forms. There are Sith acolytes who have Force powers, and they get the, they get the lightsabers, and they get to wield the Force powers, but don't... It's kind of a rough deal being a Sith Acolyte because usually it means that either A, you have just enough force power to be used as a foot soldier. Right. um, Or B, you have enough force power to be noticed, but you have to wait for like 20 people above you to keel over (laughs) so that you can get your own Sith Master. Otherwise, (laughs) you just like basically... It's an unpaid internship with with possibility (laughs) for promotion, honestly. Right. which I guess like you'd probably get a better deal as a bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. Like you just like probably what those guys. Well, that's were. the whole like, reason either... they're there, right? Is to work for money. <laughs> um, either that or they're Sith acolytes who like they they believe in the Sith doctrine, but right. they don't have force powers. But they get they, they will sponsor you a jetpack and a gun. <laughs> just <laughs> right. watch out for droids with cannons in their chest. They can yeah. be pretty nasty. Yeah. Um, um, that yeah, that was a, definitely a highlight episode for me. I did really enjoy the uh, just going back to the design, like the High Republic uh, esque design of like specifically the lightsabers too. They looked very like uh, within that time period, uh, which yeah. is which was a cool like uh, variation on the, the uh, lightsabers. The choice though to make to give the yellow lightsaber a bit of a bend to it. Well, it was Just like a katana, right? Banana. <laughs> banana. <laughs> I don't know. I saw it. Banana. <laughs> the banana saber. Oh, my God. Watch out. You're, if she hits you with that, your potassium will go through the roof. <laughs> oh, my potassium. Not my potassium. Um, my uh, uh, other, just uh, moving on yeah. to other episodes, my one other episode, like highlight episode, which I think might also be yours, uh, is Journey to the Darkhead. Yes. Yeah. That was that done by the uh, Legend of Korra animation team. Nice. Um, they also did Voltron Legendary that. Defender and uh, I think some episodes of the Boondocks. Um, see, that, that, that's interesting. That's interesting because you can see the traces of Korra and Voltron, but with, with Into the Darkhead, I didn't really see it. But I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. Yeah, that was really good. Because it, it was... It was way more in line with like the star wars stories you'd find 
Mm-hmm. Um, totally. I I was confused for a bit when the girl from the planet was not force sensitive. Yeah, me too. I thought she was like part of the Jedi Order in that first like flashback sequence, right, with the stones and in that temple or whatever. But I guess not. I, but <laughs> maybe I she's like a the, Jedi acolyte. <laughs> those exist. Those do exist. Um, usually, though, like if you're if you're a Jedi acolyte in the High Republic days, you can you generally find yourself on the front lines with like a minigun and shit. <laughs> if you're a Jedi acolyte in like surprisingly like during the Clone Wars. Um, you just get made a temple guard, which I, I, I think it paid you get a well. a lightsaber, at least. No, 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 no. If you're a temple guard, you don't get a lightsaber. What are the? What am I thinking of with the yellow lightsabers then? Um, the those, like the, gold and white. The, those are those are Jedi temple guards. I'm talking about there are genuinely temple guards. As oh, in people, like security guards. Yeah, like you know the, the like Paul Blart. For, yeah, like <laughs> Paul Blart, temple guard. <laughs> it all comes first, full circle. Um, no, um, like do you remember the outfit that the officer from Naboo had in the Phantom yes. Menace? The, mm-hmm. Um, you basically dress like that, and you you guard the temple. You 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 log who comes in and out. You, Watch the security cams. Yeah, no, but the, the temple guards, though, the ones with the yellow lightsabers and the other ones, those are for arresting Jedi and bounty hunters. The temple mm-hmm. guards are like, if they're a looky-loose from the public, like, what up, man? I can't Maybe Maybe they have a tiny, tiny lightsaber, but it acts as like a metal detector wand in the airports. Maybe they, maybe they have like the base of a baton and they put yeah, <laughs> yeah. a light baton. Yeah. <laughs> There you no, go. Like, hey man, I came over from Mustafar. I want to check out the Jedi Temple, and those yeah. are the guys who are like, "No, shoo, off with you." Yeah, no, no. go on, you. get, get, <laughs> shoo. Um, no, but I I enjoyed Journey to Darkhead. I enjoyed mm-hmm. the um, the indirect storytelling with the fact that the whole of the Jedi Order seemed to be put on a ship as opposed to like a proper temple, and mm-hmm. it made sense because they said they were losing the war that was going on. Mm-hmm. Um. I generally dislike that. I've come to not like that as much after the sequels. I am over the small the underdog plucky... story. <laughs> yeah, I'm over the small plucky group of ten people and their dog fighting off the forces of evil. I would but everybody like loves Star an underdog, War. Michael. No, give me a Star War with battlefronts and tactics. Yeah, not yeah. if we place this one bomb on this enormous, strategically <laughs> impossibly important thing. We win the war. This is their off switch, basically. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm so sick of that shit by this by this yeah. point. But I, I enjoyed that the, there was environment storytelling with it, without them mentioning like, oh gee, Willikers, I do miss the temple on Coruscant. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, I I enjoyed it. it. I don't have like too much to say because it is more of a generic Star Wars story. Like if you ever read Legends or went through any of the like high republic games it feels a lot more generic in that way mm-hmm. i love the villain design i love me him too so much. i wish he kept the mask on honestly that's the thing yeah nobody ever keeps the mask nobody on. ever does he um, he went full like sephiroth in the like final final act of that episode if you will mm-hmm. he's got the long dark hair i guess sephiroth has silver hair but whatever that's yeah besides the point i, I don't even remember what he looks like without the mask i'm gonna be honest but I liked um, I liked it a lot, um, and I enjoyed I enjoyed the, the, the again. They I really enjoyed they, the dynamic of the the two characters, like the Jedi and the mechanic. Mm-hmm. I thought they were great. I would love to see more of them. Which is I oh think, yeah, no, like 
that one definitely had the most legs for a long-term series. Mm-hmm. Um, Spy Dancer seems a lot more, I don't mean to insult Gendy here, but Spy Dancer seems a lot more like a show that would get great reviews and then three people I know would see it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that kind of goes in line with Andor, honestly, a little depressingly. Um, like, it feels plucked straight out of Andor, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um but Go watch Andor if you haven't seen that already. For the I, love I've, of God, I've seen, Andor. I've seen Andor. For everyone at home, like please, God, uh, that's like the best thing Disney has made in the Star Wars universe. Um, um, but no, although there's I, no I, Jedi, so there's that. I enjoyed Journey to Dark Hitter for a bit, but I I do think it has the most legs just because it is the most place to go in mm-hmm. terms of like an actual battle. Yeah. It was like if the, if Disney's listening for proof of concept and wanting to hear which one would you like to see more of? It's it's yeah. definitely that one. Um because I feel I don't want to see more of what comes out of the screech one cuz <laughs> well, I mean it would be very dark. Yeah, like that's my thing. Is <laughs> like a 90% chance she encounters her friends like 10 years later. Yeah. And she, she, kills three, she kills three of them and one of them kills her and yeah. the show ends like that's the only way that ends yeah um, um well uh moving on a little bit yeah. i think uh well i at this rate we might be covering basically all of them but like i do want to just shout out um in the stars and Ow's song for their anime animation in particular mm-hmm. those two episodes were like stunning um honestly in the stars was like just as uh good as creatures reach for me i loved i mean the animation design really carried that one for me but i still loved the like that story between the sisters um and then our song i was actually like uh a little hesitant on going in because we had just finished the pit so it was a very (laughs) uh dark a note to end on um but like i was surprised that we were ending on our song for the series it didn't necessarily <laughs> feel like a um not that it really needed to because it is an anthology but it felt like an interesting choice to place at the end of the order if there was mm-hmm. any decision in that process of what goes where um but it uh, surprised me i actually really enjoyed it I actually did not enjoy Into the Stars that much. Oh, really? The, okay. Yeah, the animation was very much standout, but I, I just couldn't get behind it. I didn't really enjoy the pacing or like, um, just like there was a lot of repetition in dialogue mm-hmm. of like, no, stay here, no, I want to come, no, stay here, no, I want to. Yeah, come. the Why bratty little I sister. <laughs> I was like that was that went on for a bit too much for me. Um, it also had a I, bit of an exposition dump with when she like touches her hand on the stone and then it's like, okay, this is how this works. Yeah, that that really should have been no dialogue. That right. should have been like I I almost feel like the story would have been better if they use an entirely made up language with no subtitles. Yeah, honestly, that's something Star Wars should start embracing more. I know I understand it is like kind of a little like difficult to do and it would be a yeah. lot of work just make a language just make a yeah, language just make a language come on what's holding you back um but i um the, i i thought that the world's most evil sorry the world's most sniveliest woman fit more with i am your mother design 
like the evil oh. uh, commander. <laughs> right. Like she was like, the empire yeah. control <laughs> of this planet. And I'm just like, what are you doing here? You're yeah. the wrong, this, this is the wrong set. Well, that's You're her day dead. job. Then she was off, she had a day off to go race with her she daughter. Puts on the, she puts on the black wig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, um, but <laughs> why, why is it one solid piece? <laughs> it's like a Lego piece. Lego um, hair. No, but um, I don't know. Into the Stars just like didn't hit me. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It just like in comparison to the rest, it just mm-hmm. was. It was more of a short. I was like, okay, let's kind of move along. I want to mm-hmm. see what else is on here. Yeah, I think that's where it lands for an honorable mention for me more than anything. I think the animation was phenomenal and probably some of my favorite out of the entire series. But I think yeah is where the the story is probably what kind of held it back a little bit from being one of the favorites. Um, um, what did Owl, you think of our song? Yeah, our song. Um, I enjoyed. I enjoyed the animation a lot, um, and I think it, it. It wasn't really my wheelhouse, but I. I thought it was a very solid entry into the series, and mm-hmm. I think it was fine to end off on a lighter note. I don't think that Screechers Reach would have been the best spot. <laughs> yeah. Right. We just killed Grandma. Good night, kids. Or the pit, honestly. <laughs> uh. No, uh, well, the pit the pit has at least an uplifting ending. The That's true. Reaches, just, yeah, yeah. Screech's Reach is just, like, diabolical almost. Yeah, yeah. I, like, fully expected in Screech's Reach for the Sith lady to be like, now kill your friends. Yeah, <laughs> right. Just kill them all. Yeah, kill them. Uh, kill them now. Uh, but no, I liked I liked Awu's song, specifically because, like, you could see, like, they were using the macroest of all macro lenses and the <laughs> amount of detail that went into those models you could see like the individual fibers mm-hmm. on the models which is like like the behind the scenes of that must have been nuts like to build those rigs mm-hmm. um which i assume has to be like has to be like custom dolls with like wire meshes inside because mm-hmm. i don't know how that's the fun thing you can't actually have like fluff stand up nick i don't know if you can. <laughs> Right. Just them just get like a hundred thousand dollars budget from Disney and they're like, I don't understand. It won't stand up. Why don't we get minutes? Yeah. <laughs> it's like send it to a studio who has no idea how to do stop motion. <laughs> like I made them bush out of clay, but it looks like shit. What do we do? How do you yeah. turn on the camera? <laughs> it's just one guy running back and forth trying to stand up the model and then press record on the on the camera he's got the camera on the other side of the room zoomed in (laughs) (laughs) ah shit runs over stands up (laughs) ah shit (laughs) Uh, but it was it was really grand it was a really grand time and I think it was a good closer for it and it's left me interested as to what they'll do for another one that said I'm Another now more, uh, volume, you mean? Yeah. Okay. But like now, I'm more in the mood for like, okay, now give me the long version of the duel, the elder, mm-hmm. and journey to darkhead. Well, and I think this is a great playground for them to like kind of test the waters and see like what uh, what episodes are people's favorite, and then they can hopefully mm-hmm. take that and be like, okay, people really, really vibed with the ninth Jedi. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, give like full funding to do a 90 minute feature um, to the same studio, same vein type of thing. Um, yeah, I, I, I want to get into uh, direction for like volume three and visions going forward. Uh, but I also just want to do a couple more notes. Uh, Ao's song 
I, I love that music twist, kind of how we were uh, talking about mm-hmm. at the beginning of the review. That was really nice. The music was beautiful. Um, loved that. Uh, I don't, I think it's needlepoint stitching or not stitching needlepoint, like, um, uh, design. I don't, yeah, I don't remember what it's called, but like those, the like wool characters, uh, that are like shaped and formed yeah. are like really, uh, cool and unique. Um, and then blending that with like the like uh, claymation esque like environments, it was also a very vibrant uh, episode, which was really nice. I think I think it's not, I think it's they built models. I think they actually built like wood and probably like minor bits of plaster models mm-hmm. because I don't because the lighting the lighting just wouldn't work for clay because clay is such a reflective material. Right. Yeah. Yeah um that they had to use but, something more yeah so it would be same same type of environments you would yeah. find in claymation um because i don't think they make environments out of the clay i think it's only the characters that are made out of clay in the, in the those types of films um yeah. i also liked uh that they didn't kill off the dad i thought that would have been an easy Easy, uh, predictable, like story. Stormtroopers show up and throw them in the pit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, I I like that he survived, and I liked their dynamic too. Um, we 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 didn't cover the bandits of Golok. Yes, that's that's what I wanted to touch on next, just as because that's literally the only episode we haven't talked about, so we might as well touch on it uh, at the very least. I thought, uh, the two like big set pieces were really fun of like the the train like chase or the the like yeah. rebel um outbursts around the train uh but then like having a fun dynamic of like thinking the brother is part of the rebel group while he's just mm-hmm. trying to escape from stealing sweets uh on the train that was a fuck fun those two guys fuck those two guys on the train those oh i know stitches. right yeah <laughs> They were absolutely despicable, just being like completely outing the the little girl. Um, um, it was I, really I, well done. I loved the twist. I really liked the design of the like really heavily Indian inspired Inquisitor. Oh that yeah, cool. I loved I loved the the safe zone. That was absolutely beautiful with all the lights and stuff. That yeah. was really really fantastic. Mm-hmm. My problem though is that, and I know this is a different studio, but it looks so close to the Clone Wars animation. That's that, what I kind of thought too. Yeah. That I That's just, like, you I, didn't like that though? It's not, it's not, it was, it wasn't bad. It was just like going into visions and before knowing, before seeing that, okay, this is an Indian studio seeing like the thumbnail for that. I was just like, I wasn't enthused because after seven seasons of oh. Clone Wars, like two, is there three, is it two or three seasons of rebels, um, uh, four, four seasons of rebels, <laughs> <laughs> two seasons of the bad batch you're kind of like i have seen hoping for this. more yeah and it is different there or was different, like say, yeah there was more detailing in the face in terms mm-hmm. of this where like the clone like the clone was animation team more so like you you'd never believe that anyone has a beard in that show they right. have like large like globs <laughs> to their faces. Right. like yeah. one kenobi's beard is just like this <laughs> well like, it's like lego pieces again right yeah yeah. Um, but uh, the I liked um, I'm blanking on its name the the bandits of Golog I liked I liked it was more detailing there mm-hmm. it was a little bit slow in the fight animation 
but I understand that there are there are studios outside of the states who maybe don't have as much experience. I don't know how much their budget sure. was. Yeah, I would guess a hundred thousand dollars per. That'd be my hat in the ring. Mm-hmm. And you can only do so much with a hundred thousand dollars when you also have to build a train set, a desert, yeah, special like rides for both the rebels and the stormtroopers. And then also a small town you only get to see for a second. And then also a safe zone. Um, and then I guess like the only weird thing was like, I didn't understand the grandma's lightsabers because me too. Like she pulled them apart and then boom. But, but then she, she puts them back together in a staff again. So like, is it where like, did the middle pit come from? Like, is it like a chainsaw kind of thing where there's like lots of little emitters across it <laughs> or like what's going on here? Right. Grandma. Yeah. Or, or the like, the middle piece just drops to the ground when she like ignites them. And then she like force picks it back up and then <laughs> connects it all back together. I don't know. That was I weird. I'm glad I'm not the only one who noticed that. I genuinely thought she was going to die though, to be honest. I thought she was going to die oh, because really? she was just like, she looked like she was 90 million years old. And I'm like, she's <laughs> I mean, she held her own against the Inquisitor. Oh, no, she, she, My she big question though is where did the, the Sith troopers go? They just disappeared in the food did fight. They? Um, I, I think, I think they were probably conked out. Probably, probably. was the intention. Yeah. Um, okay. But no, it was, it was, it was a, it was a decent entry. It was a decent entry. Yeah, um, I enjoyed it. Uh, again, it was still that kind of similar beat of like the young force user, like, uh, learning her powers and stuff and then going with the, the elder Jedi or they, whatever. Right. They at least ran through that as opposed to the pit where it's like, and all along she was yeah. Jedi, <laughs> right. which then... Does that kind of guilt her? Like, yeah. for not, Could like, you not have him? lifted all of them out? Or I just caught the one guy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right, his force yeah. ghost is there like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? His force ghost is stuck down there in the pit forever? That's, uh, now that's depressing. Um, okay. Uh, we are now over the hour mark, so I think we want to try and wrap things up a little bit. Yeah. But uh, direction for going forward... Um, I want to just shout out uh, uh, one of my Facebook friends, Jared Baker. Uh, mm-hmm. He actually, I think you might be friends with him too, because we went to like school with him. We were the year above or whatever. Um, but he made a really cool post on uh, Facebook with his kind of theory. And I'm very into it um, mm-hmm. with how they went with volume one being all anime studios Mm-hmm. And having that uh, kind of synergy. And then uh, volume two being worldwide animation uh, had more variety to it, but it was still with that kind of theme of like um, really like unique animation and all of these studios bringing their vision and their, their Star Wars voice, vision. their Star Wars vision. Uh, I think his idea for volume three could be really cool of doing uh specific directors and most notably mm. uh directors who have uh a lot of experience and are masters in the animation un- uh realm uh and do like a director per episode so like you've got like you could do a Guillermo del Toro uh episode we could finally get a Wes Anderson Star Wars episode mm-hmm. we could do another Tartakovsky episode 
because I don't think Tartakovsky was actually involved with the uh, like the Spy Dancer. I think that was just the mm-hmm. studio, the animation studio yeah. that he worked with in the well, past. Well, luckily, luckily Disney's already approached James Cameron for uh, Star Wars Vision season ten when like technology <laughs> finally catches up with his vision. <laughs> there you go. Nice. That's good. Um, but yeah, I I love that idea of doing like specific directors for each episode and like animation uh like juggernauts uh Mm -hmm. in the directing space that that's something i would love to see with volume three my 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 stance is more so and this is a little bit cold i think we're fine without volume three that's my thing really i would i would prefer and i know this is a bit cold because i'm sure there's a bajillion trillion million animation studios who want to right but i feel like I w- me personally, I more want, like I said, I want now a series. Give me the animated. You've, you've right. shown me the proof of concept. There are like four or five really standard ideas. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the bunny one. I know a lot of people right. like the bunny one. Oh, really? Fine. It's, gotta, gotta it's fine. It, it's fine. I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I'm fine about But like, give maybe give me that series now is more what I want. Mm-hmm. If they do make a Vision Season 3, which they probably will do... I my assumption is it's probably a lot cheaper to just do like twenty proof of concepts than like a whole animated series. So we're probably going to get Visions season twenty seven. Right. Um, but my my feeling is sticking with the worldwide one. I prefer more just because I'm a little bit thrown off on the director's idea because Guillermo del Toro's box of mysteries or whatever that Netflix cabinet of curiosities. Cabinet of curiosities. <laughs> You're close. <laughs> Potato I did potato. not. That that was like uh, episode per director. Mm-hmm. I got to like episode four, and I was just like, "There's just it just doesn't gel well," and it just was like so wildly removed. And I feel like that's a problem when you get to like choosing big name directors, is that you can't really build a series around a theme because every director's gonna be like, "Well, I want to do this theme, and I want to do this theme." Maybe maybe instead of doing the James Camerons and Guillermo del Toro's of the world, you look at big animation directors like freaking who who directed well like who directed like season two of the original ben 10 series run like one of the best for me sure go a bit more deep cut yeah i can see that like like going to man of action like looking at big name animation directors maybe Mm -hmm. that but i'd vibe more with just spreading around the world like more like let's get like more french animation in there um because if you've ever seen wakfu i'm a big fan of wakfu which is a french animated series mm-hmm. they go fucking hard in that shit and there's rated y7 uh wow the okay. french don't fucking care yeah. <laughs> there, there's a, there's a bit in the third season of wakfu where a pregnant woman gets shot in the belly with an arrow it's jesus what, like, y7. oh my god <laughs> we don't fucking care we don't oh fucking my god. care uh but like give me more give me more of that is where i prefer it to go mm-hmm. where i see it going it's really hard to say because I don't know what Disney's trying to do, honestly. I don't know what they're... I don't know if this is just a promotion piece to them mm-hmm. or if, like, they've got a specific producer behind it who is really gung-ho for animation and just, like, wants to spread the word. Mm-hmm. It's... I, I don't know what to expect from a season three. I just know that I would be more excited if we got, like, Journey Journey to the Journey to the Forest Side of the Galaxy and, like, that's a sequel to Journey to Darkhead. The mm-hmm. series, yeah, I'd be more hyped to see that announced than Star Wars Vision season three, right? Um, just because Disney kind of has a bad habit of the longer something goes on, 
the less enthusiasm they have for it. I I can see that. I think this could be the exception, though, with just the nature mm-hmm. of the anthology. Um, I I would be like personally, I would be completely content with uh, the same sort of format as Volume Two going forward, and just mm-hmm. do kind of their own version of Love, Death, and Robots, where it's just worldwide animation studios they get to tell their own stories within the star wars universe um and that's what visions is going forward Mm -hmm. um i i would be completely fine with that um i still i still love the idea of doing uh different kind of themes going forward yes it's hard to kind of place what those themes could be I, I mean, like I said, I really like the director idea and even going like deeper cut with it, like you said, uh, could be a kind of compromise direction for it. Um, but I think I, I really think Visions has been one of the stronger Disney Star Wars properties. And it might be because like there isn't as much like bets being hedged on this this uh Mm -hmm. like series because like the big episodic like operatic uh like films that they want to put out there's so much like money and pressure on those to be good um and expectations so this is kind of like the antithesis where we still get fun new fresh star wars stuff but there isn't nearly as much pressure from disney that they put on themselves and then as a result disappointment with mm-hmm. a lot of the things that have come out from Disney Disney Star Wars um so i'm i'm personally very happy to have this continue on uh but as to where it'll go in the future i'm not i'm not sure just have season 3 be a looping clip of them throwing the guy in the pit <laughs> just 10 episodes of that yeah um cool uh i think that's probably where we'll wrap it up we went on for quite a while mm-hmm. um i think this was a uh home run on disney's part uh yeah. they they fully embraced what they started with uh, visions volume one and then carried that through to volume two uh i'll be happy to see 10 more seasons of this as long as the uh, co- uh quality keeps up um and then like kind of in the same vein as you said michael i hope it also serves as a like proof of concept space for them to be like Mm -hmm. okay we tried this story idea out um then let's run with it let's make this into a full trilogy or like a full like uh 10 episode series on disney plus right Mm -hmm. um i think it's a fantastic way to kind of test the waters with ideas and then fully fledge them into these um like uh ideas that spin off that kind of riff on what they originally did in those episodes but still maintain the intrigue uh that they brought around so Mm -hmm. uh yeah i think in terms of viewing i i think this is uh something to get disney plus for if you're a diehard star wars fan and if you're a diehard animation fan. And um, a fan of Die Hard. And a fan of Die Hard, yeah. Unfortunately, Die Hard, I don't think, is on Disney Plus, so this will have to do for now. <laughs> um, 
But Die Hard is a lot like Star Wars Visions. It is. It truly Especially is. Especially the pit. The, the pit where he falls from the building. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. They both have falling. <laughs> um, yeah. I strongly recommend it. It's some of the strongest uh, Star Wars content to come out of Disney and Lucasfilm ever since they bought it. Um, so definitely check it out if you haven't already. Even you know, And like the nature of the anthology format, you don't have to check out volume one to appreciate volume two, which is really good. Um, mm. And you don't even have to watch any of, or you don't have to watch all of the, the uh, series to like appreciate it. Like you literally can just pick out an episode or two here and there. Um, I will personally shout out, I think, uh, Sith, the first episode. Uh, that one's I'd like to give a shout out to the Sith. <laughs> shout out one time to the Sith. Um, Michael, do you want to shout out your like favorite one that um, uh, you'd strongly recommend? Probably, probably Screechers Reach. Like at this point, cool. at this point, like the first two episodes. Be... There you go. <laughs> the first well, two like, episodes. At this point, at this point in in the review, you would be. Um, <laughs> You you kind of know what's happening, yeah. Like, yeah. like you're you're watching just for the animation, basically. But it's yeah, it's good animation. It's it it's tricks. definitely it's definitely in this in the fun and uncanny valley of like um, generic Western animation and almost Guinea Tartofsky esque. Like I mm-hmm. I know that there's probably a name for that style, but I attribute it. Like it's this fun middle ground mm-hmm. um, that that I think will, is really worth it, but also. Yeah, Screechers Reach, not to go on for too long. Cool. Uh, yeah, uh, but if you are going to watch it all, I would kind of recommend not to binge it because then you'll kind of start picking up on some of those mm-hmm. similar thematic elements and uh, story beats, um, which might kind of dull in the experience for you. Uh, you've got your outliers like uh, the Spy Dancer and the Pit for sure, which help kind of mix it up a little bit. Um, but yeah. That's where we'll call it for this episode of the No Score Review Show. Michael, thank you so much for joining me once again. Where can yeah, the people find you if you have any plugs? Uh, uh, as, as per usual, do a uh, video do a video channel. Go do a YouTube channel <laughs> and a sometimes positive podcast with Nick and our friend Scott called Out of Focus, where mm-hmm. we do movies. Uh, that's it, really. Movies <laughs> Mostly TV movies, sometimes TV. Uh, and then also I have a Patreon where I write uh, short stories about superheroes called Save the Day. Perfect. Definitely go check that out. I'll actually try and put the uh, Patreon link in the description below Much for Save the Day on this episode. Go to, so go check that out. Um, you can find me wherever you're listening to or watching this episode of the No Score Review Show. I recently did a review on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 if you haven't checked that out already. Uh, if you want to go check out more Star Wars reviews from me, I did episode or reviews on Mando season three, uh, Bad Batch season two, and uh, what was the other one? I thought I had one more. Uh, now I'm pan- panicking. <laughs> that might be it, actually. <laughs> the only two Star Wars things. Uh, Jedi Survivor. Jedi. I will be doing one that that hasn't uh, come out yet, but it will be. Um, oh, Andor. Andor was the other one. Good Lord. I'm I'm preaching to go watch Andor this whole time, and then I completely forget I did a review on it. But if they Good watch your review, then they'll be spoiled for Andor. Well, that's true. Yeah. Watch like the first 10 minutes of the Andor review. Um, but yeah, if you want to go check out more Star Wars reviews, um, 
like Michael said, I will hopefully be doing a review on Star Wars Jedi Survivor uh, in the coming uh, weeks. Uh, it'll kind of depend on how fast I get through that game. I would like to try and get through the main story at least, but it, it's a big game, so uh, I won't hold out hope for that. Um, but I've also got reviews coming uh, this month for uh, more TV as well. Yellow Jacket Season 2 just wrapped up. Or no, it hasn't wrapped up yet. It will be wrapping up soon. Um, and as well as Ted Lasso Season 3. Both uh, will be getting reviews, hopefully, uh, on the channel later this month. So go check those out once they are out. Um, and uh, yeah, if you are into video game Let's Play content, you can also go watch me play Star Wars Jedi Survivor. There's the periodic episode of that coming out. Uh, the channel's mostly for indie games and like uh, puzzle game type uh, videos. So uh, if you're into that, go check that out at No Score Plays. Otherwise, you can find me on Letterboxd for more film reviews uh, and all the socials at No Score or at No Score Reviews. Uh, and uh, let us know what you thought of Star Wars Visions Volume 2 uh, in the comments below, or you can tweet me at No Score Reviews. Uh, let us know what you thought, what your favorite episode was, uh, what you want to see with it going forward. Um, and uh, yeah, just kind of generate more of that discussion online. Always love talking uh tv movies and video games uh and yeah thanks again michael for joining me this episode and we'll see you all on the next review bye bye bye